Welcome to the Terry and Jesse show. Jesse will be with us the second, third, and fourth segment. He's what I call a man on the street in Phoenix, Arizona, at the Arizona March for Life. We want to hear what's going on down there. Also, we're going to be talking, I think is big news, about uh, the mass of the Trinitine Mass. We call it the extraordinary form of the mass. And it looks like there's a reprieve. When I tell you what happened, you're going to love it if you like your traditional Latin Mass because it looks like nothing's really going to change, uh, which we thought it was. So that's good news, and I'll tell you more about that. Also, I've got some big news here, which I love. I know fr- friends of mine go to I- Idaho, the state of Idaho, because they find it a very a beautiful state, and also the politics are much better than other states. Idaho bill will ban all mRNA technology used in the COVID shots. So that's that's big news. I hope that spreads to other states because I think people are realizing uh, this was really bad bad thing to do with this uh, COVID. Also, this is bad news, but I live in the state of California, and I always say California sometimes leads the country in bad ideas. And here's one. Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, he's forming a coalition of 20 governors to expand abortion. What he's doing is he's going to all the liberal states, and I'll tell you who they are, Colorado, Connecticut, Delaware, Hawaii, Illinois, Maine, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, Minnesota, New Jersey, New Mexico, New York, North Carolina, Oregon, Pennsylvania, Rhode Island, Washington, and Wisconsin. Notice one thing. They're all Democrat uh, governors who want to kill more unborn babies. So this is really bad news that our governor in California is doing that. It's just amazing to me. We're $30 billion now in the red financially, and people still think the guy's doing a great job. Like, what in the world are you thinking? Just financially, he's messing up California. Now he's going to pass that on to other states. Horrible. Also, I have one more, like I said, uh, this uh, we're going to talk, I hope, a little later regarding the Trinitine Mass because what's happened, and I'll just briefly tell you if I don't get to it uh, before the gospel, uh, Cardinal Roach, who is the prefect for the liturgy, came in for uh, a visit with Pope Francis as of February 20th, just a couple days ago. He wanted an apostolic constitution outlawing the Trinitine Mass, but he came out with a rescription, a great defeat for the cardinal. Pope Francis doesn't want to mess with the traditional Mass anymore. Praise God. Thank you. Somebody's prayers must have happened, because that's a complete change. So here's what happened. Uh, this communication with Cardinal Roach, the prefect for the divine worship, uh, was basically now repeating what has already been said in the previous document and limiting the power of bishops to place persons of clergy in the celebration of the traditional liturgy. As we said at this time, it's basically no news, no changes. So Archbishop Viola and some advisors, which form an apostolic constitution, sought to restrict it in a brutal way, the Trinitine celebration, ranging above all with so-called, you know, um, Ecclesial Day Institutes. We also said that the document would be ready and bound like April 4th, but the reconstruction is followed yesterday, February 20th, Cardinal Roach had an audience with Pope Francis and was reported not by the news, but by the Holy See itself. This is good. He was looking for this apostolic constitution. He came out with a rescript. The Holy Father 
told Cardinal Roach that he will not sign any new document restricting the traditional liturgy and granting him a small further adjustment in the provisions that will little change has been done. Thank you, Jesus. We give thee thanks, almighty, all-merciful, and all-loving God for all the blessings that we have received from thy bounty through Christ our Lord. Amen. That's big news for a lot of people who love the Trinitine Latin Mass. All right, let's, uh, let's get some gospel food in here from Luke. It's short but powerful. Reading from Luke chapter 9, verse 22 to 25. Jesus said to his disciples, The Son of Man must suffer greatly and be rejected by the elders, by the chief priests and the scribes, and be killed on the third day, but be raised. Then he said to them all, If anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. For whoever wishes to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. What profit is there for one to gain the whole world, yet lose or forfeit himself? The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. That gospel touched me in a very powerful way because I thought about my own self-denials, you know, especially here during Lent. I thought that reading was really powerful. And, you know, I have to deny myself many things, especially when it comes to the sexual content, my fidelity, my uh, chastity to my wife. Yes, that's a sacrifice for life. Someone who's a homosexual has to live a chaste life. That's a sacrifice. It appears to me that everything that Jesus said and describes everybody in the world was trying to get him, it reminds me of the world right now. If we're one with the world, then we're not one with Christ. And so this self-denial is part of who we are as Christians. Now, in my Navarre Bible commentary, it says, Jesus prophesied his passion and death in order to help his disciples believe in him. He said, yeah, I'm going to die. I'm going to redeem. I'm going to resurrect. It also shows that he was freely accepting these sufferings he would undergo. He could have stopped them. Christ did not seek to be glorified. He chose to come without glory in order to undergo suffering. And you who have been born without glory, do you wish to be glorified? I want to be glorified, but I know without Good Friday, there's no Easter Sunday. This means that we recognize him, and it means imitating him both in, in the ignominity and in the good repertoire. Thus you will be, you will glory in the cross. Man, we glory in the cross. Think about the saints when they are suffering for Christ and they're going, I give it all to you, Jesus. This is the path of glory. And that was what St. Paul did. Therefore, he glorified in saying, far be it for me to glory except right in the cross of Jesus Christ. That's Galatians chapter 6. And St. Ambrose and others have said the same thing. It's consistent. When you hear somebody who says to you that, hey, um, I don't want to go along with what um, uh, Christ taught. I have a better idea. The Bible isn't what it should be. I, I, we need to change it. See, these are the modernists in the church today. Cardinals, we have Bishop uh, Father James Martin. He doesn't believe in the Bible. So I just say let's pray for these people because... We want to be with Christ, not with the world. As Bishop Sheen said on Monday, 
you know, what would be the difference between the world and the church? Nothing if we were with the world. All right, let's bring the smartest guy into the room today. Pull Sheen ahead. And Bishop Sheen has a, an interesting person with him discussing us here down on planet Earth. And uh, the individual says that, uh, you know, they need to hear this, the people down on planet Earth. He said, Jesus didn't eat with sinners and tax collectors because he wanted to appear inclusive, tolerant, and accepting. No, he ate with them to call them to a change and a fruitful life, to die to self and to live for himself. His call is transformation of life, not affirmation of identity. I want to repeat that last statement. Maybe they can bring this over to Rome when they have that senat. Uh, they're discussing all these things. But, uh, Christ's call is transformation of holiness, right? His call is a transformation of life, not an affirmation of identity. Wow. Do we need to hear that today? I think so. And you know, I have time to talk about someone else that Bishop Sheen seems to uh, recommend uh, because he speaks like Fulton Sheen and he's on planet Earth right now. And it's Cardinal Robert Seurat. And I think of his book, The Power of Silence, that Ignatius Press has. You should get it. Here's what he said. The world no longer hears God. Boy, isn't that the truth? Some of us in the church aren't hearing God because it's constantly speaking at a devastating speed and a volume in order to say nothing. Thank you, Cardinal Seurat. These are words of wisdom that we can take to the bank on their spirituality. This is why it's so important to read uh, good holy men and women and the saints because they inspire us to live holy lives. I mean, again, I go back to the world, the devil, and the flesh. We're at Lent right now. What can we do uh, to uh, better ourselves in this life? Here's something that I thought just recently before Lent, and I started to do it. And so I'm already here. I'm a radio host, and I'm telling people, when I get in the car, I pray. I no more long, I'm not going to listen to the radio or even a CD or a podcast. Everywhere I drive, I'm going to be thinking and reflecting on some supernatural aspect of my faith. I'm going to try that for six weeks for Lent. You might think about it. I'm giving you my report already. I like it. And I think I have to be on top of everything. No, I don't. And neither do you. I need to be on top of one thing, the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's living a holy life, getting to confession, saying my prayers, getting to come to Mass, receive the Holy Eucharist. This is what life's about. It's not about knowing when World War III will start. When it starts, it starts. But I'm not. I, I'm going to continue to pray and live in the presence of God. When we come back, my brother Jesse Romero, a man on the street. Yes, Jesse Romero, he's reporting from downtown Phoenix. It's the Arizona March for Life. Stay with us, family. You'll want to hear what Jess is up to. You're listening to the Terry and Jesse Show on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Stay with us, family. and Jesse show. Jess Romero will be coming on momentarily. He's going to be calling in from downtown Phoenix to talk about this rally for life. And boy, do we need to rally for life. When I mentioned earlier today about Governor Newsom of California 
trying to get 20 other governors in the country to get along and say, let's, let's all try and you know, do as much as we can to kill as many babies in this country as possible. Can you imagine I had to say that? That is unbelievable that we are in that situation. While I'm waiting for Jesse, and my engineer will let me know when Jess comes in, I wanted to just give another uh, reflection because it is Lent right now. And um, it's really important for us to think about our purpose in life, especially during Lent. This is a time when a lot of people get back to the church. The purpose of our existence, obviously, is to know, love, and serve God. But let's be honest. Many people today ask, why should I do that? They either do not accept that this is the only way to be happy forever with God in heaven, or they do not understand why the purpose of their existence is centered upon God since they have a very impoverished notion of him. They think that, you know, maybe my, my um, you know, season tickets at the Dodger game is my happiness. No, that's gone. Now he says, if however one understands who God is, it's impossible to ask the question why. That's why I say, when you know Jesus, you know the meaning and purpose of life. Although only God can comprehend himself perfectly, we are able to have a true knowledge of him. And I go back to Moses. Moses asked God his name when God spoke to him from the burning bush. And God said to Moses, I am who am. He said this, thus shall they say to the children of Israel, he who is has sent me to you. This is important. This is from Exodus chapter 3, verse 14. Many centuries later, St. Paul spoke to the philosophers of Athens, for in him we live and move our, and are. That's Acts 17, verse 28. Christian philosophers have subsequently explained that only God is in existence himself, in itself. The essence of no other creature, whether the creature be a microscopic atom or an unfathomable, enormous galaxy. Yeah, can explain why these creatures exist. Only the essence of God can explain this. This is why when I talk to people who, who are like atheists or agnostics, I say, give me your explanation how it all came together. And I always usually say, man, you have more faith than I do, dude. Yeah, because it takes more faith to have that it's just by chance than knowing that there's Nate, that, that God, a creator who is all-knowing, brought this into existence. And, you know, we say the essence of pure act of existing, that's God. He is. He who is. Now, what does this mean for us? It means that each of us is completely and totally dependent upon God at every moment for our own existence. Now, why do I bring this up? Because at Lent, we should be looking at these essential aspects of what our life is all about. I believe I got my brother Jesse on. Jess Romero, are you there, brother? Yes. Terry, what's up, brother? How are okay, you? Okay, I'm doing great. You're the man on the street in downtown Phoenix at the Arizona March for Life. What's going on down there, brother? Terry, there are thousands of people out oh, here. great. Thousands. I love it. Uh, most, uh, you can see mostly Catholics, a lot of rosaries, a lot of people wearing crucifixes. Good. But, you know, there's a lot of evangelicals as well. Good. Uh, you got... You got most of the pro-life leaders of the state that are here, and it just—it's—it. It, we just had about an hour of inspirational talks from people that have, uh, post-abortive, 
for people that were going to have an abortion and changed their mind. Wow. Uh, there's praise and worship music out here. It's festive. It's joyous. We're about to start marching around the state capitol, kind of like a Jericho march. Good. And start praying. And by the way, I see Father Pavone. Good. Father Pavone's about uh, 40 feet in front of me. I'm going to go say hi to him in a little while. <laughs> uh, want me to go say hi to him and put him on the phone? Put him on the phone, yes, right now. When you, yeah, when you check with him, make, I want to I hear from him, too. Yes. And, Jesse, I understand there's some so, politicians who are pro-life at this event. There's a lot of politicians here. Good. We need, we need that. Of, uh, yeah, a lot of state legislators, a lot of senators from, from Arizona, the majority of them are, are uh, pro-life. The ones that are here are pro-life, obviously. And wouldn't you know it, the ones that are here are Republicans. Uh, no, don't, no surprise. Jesse, can I just tell you, I just made a, an announcement about California, and unfortunately, the governor of California, are you ready for this, Newsom? He's, he's yeah. trying to get a coalition of 20 governors across the country to expand abortion. And guess what, Jess? All 20 governors are all Democrat, not one Republican state who is joining him. So, yeah, it's consistent. No, Terry, the, the battle lines are clear. Yeah, the battle lines are clear. We're, we're split in half in this country. You got the children of God and the That's it. Simple. First John three ten. Yep. Jesse. Or as Saint Paul says, you yep. got the sons of light and the sons of darkness. Yeah. I love how you make it that simple. I said that at the beginning of the show. We have the gospel of life, and then there's death, and the pro-abortion people are hell-bent on killing as many babies as possible, and we need to push back. And it sounds like Arizona's doing a big pushback right now. Yeah, right now this is uh, this is energizing the state. Terry Lake is here as well. Oh, you're kidding. Uh, Good. Yeah, Terry Lake is here. Father Pavone is here. Uh, you've got a lot, of, a lot of politicians that are yeah, here. Yeah, I see the names here. Yeah. Uh, and, and just thousands. There's thousands of Catholics here and, and, uh, and evangelicals. Uh, people of faith, patriots. Uh, this, Terry, this state is red. This state is red. Yeah. The elections were stolen, and, and God willing, justice will prevail because those cases are still in court right now. And Jesse, I'm glad that you know the uh, Phoenix Seminary is a sponsor. The Roman Catholic Diocese of Phoenix is there. Thanks for that support. Catholic Charities. Oh, oh yeah, they're here as well. Gosh, it's great yeah, to Bishop, see that. Bishop Dolan. Bishop Good Dolan for Bishop gave, Dolan. Good. Uh, he gave a quick, uh, quick uh, talk. Did a prayer. Mm -hmm. Mr. Olmstead was also here, uh, and so yeah, there's a lot of Catholic, uh, a big Catholic presence. Jesse, if Bishop Olmstead is near you, I would like to have him on uh, because I respect yeah. him as one of my he's, heroes as a yeah, bishop. He's not. I know he's not near me right now. I don't see where they wish. Well, if anybody sees him while we're on the air today, I would like to ask him okay. to come on and say a few words because that man he yeah. lives the talk. Yeah. No, I'll rush. I'll rush over there. As soon as I see him. Okay. Uh, but yeah, Father Pavone's here, obviously, yeah. without his Roman collar. He's, of course. Trying, to, he's trying to be obedient. Yep. Uh, but it doesn't, it doesn't surprise me that he's here because no, this no. is what he's all about. For, for 40 years, he's been. But, but Terry, there's, there's, you also got full habited nuns here. I love that. You've got a lot of priests with their Catholics on. Good. Uh, and so there's a huge Catholic presence here. And it just goes to show you, Terry, that the common folk. Mm -hmm. The common man, yeah, is uh is, is pro life. Hey, I got I got Father Pavone here, Terry Barber. Awesome. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna put Father Pavone with you. <laughs> All right, uh, Father Frank Father Pavone. Hey, 
how are you? I'm blessed yeah. by the best, Father. I wanted, I'm so glad that Jesse saw that you were there, and I wanted. To, I asked him to go grab you, so I hope you don't mind, but I wanted you to tell our listeners a little bit about why you're there and what are what's going on down there in Phoenix with this March for Life. Well, this is really providential that I'm talking with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is one of the many state marches for life that are happening. Yes. And I go to as many of them as possible because, for example, mm-hmm. what we did here this morning is that we had a Silent No More gathering. So as you know, mm-hmm. a Silent No More, a yes. project of Priests for Life. Of course. Uh, we had women mm-hmm. and men yep. who have lost children to abortion giving their testimonies. And that is an important part of every march. We do it at the National March. Now we're doing it at the state marches. So I'm here today in Arizona. I'm going to be on March 6th at the state march in California, March 22nd in Connecticut, and (laughs) on and on we go. Father, you continue uh, to do your work, Father, in spite of all the... Absolutely. And you know what? That's something that, as a layman, I respect you for, to keep the eyes not on you, but on the work of saving babies. Keep doing that. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. Anything else you want to give a message to our listeners, Father? Anything else you'd like to say about Well, yes. Well, yes. We just had Terry, uh, uh, and we'll talk about this maybe on our next segment together, but uh, we just had a a meeting of 43 national pro-life leaders at our Priest for Life headquarters for three days. We had a strategy meeting. I want to tell our audience that we had a great, great deal of consensus some of it unanimous about how we need to move forward in this movement with elections, with legislation, about chemical abortion, and about these state battles. Just one small thought. Every state battle has to be a national battle. Everyone needs to pay attention to what's going on. The pro-abortion people are trying to put abortion in the state constitution, and we all need to work together to put a stop to that. And that's one of the things our, our audience is going to be hearing a lot more about this from us. Because right. we had a great, great consensus from these national leaders. You know, Terry, everybody asks me, are the groups working together? And I just want to say today, yes, we are, and it's bearing great fruit. I'm so glad because Gavin Newsom, our governor in California, is doing just the opposite with a pushback with a coalition of 20 governors to expand abortion. So, Father Frank, right. you're right on because this is what we need to be doing, not sitting back, but pushing back. Thanks. Pushing back. Yes, of course. And that's what you're doing, because we have to stand up for the little ones. Who else will if we don't? Exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, Father, I appreciate you coming on, and I'm hoping that I can get Bishop Olmstead. If you see Bishop Olmstead there, I know he's there, push him our way, because we'd like to hear from him. I, I really respect him as a bishop who has really held on to the pro-life message throughout his life. Well, yes, I was talking with him just a little while ago. We'll mm-hmm. keep an eye out for him. Thank you. And, uh, yeah, he's been, a great, he's been a great pro-life bishop. All right. Well, if you could put my brother Jesse back on, Father Frank, I sure appreciate yeah, I'm it. I'm going to give you back to Jesse. Thanks. All right. God Thank love you. you, Terry. God you bless you. you. You bet. All right. Father, these are all my friends. They all love <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Terry. Yes, sir, Frank. Hey, uh, Jesse, I'm so, I'm so glad that Father Frank was near you. Yeah, just What's great. That? I'm so glad that you could grab Father Frank Pavone to tell us what's going on with the work he's doing. NPR.org. He wants to hold a donation. Yep. yep. Yeah, Terry. Uh, what a what a uh, to me to me he's Father Frank Pavone 
He's a priest forever, yeah. according to the oh, order Jesus of Melchizedek, Psalm 110, period. Yeah, that's basically right. where I'm at. And, and again, I, 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 I think it's wonderful that he's obedient to not wear the collar until things get worked up. Maybe the next yeah. pope will reinstate him. But you know what? His eyes are focused not on him. As I said in the interview, it's on Jesus Christ saving babies and spreading the faith. And I really appreciate a priest like that, Jesse. All right, Jess, when we come back from the break, I want to hear more about what's going on, the speakers, and if we got any other prominent people like Bishop Olmstead to come on and any of the other people who are willing to stand up. I'll see who I can can get from the—when I see a VIP, I'll get back with you. And, and Jesse, here's the other question. Are there people praying, like, rosaries? Are they um, doing things like um, uh, just calling upon the name of Jesus there, too? All the Catholics, all the Catholics have rosaries with them. Oh, that's awesome. And they're, and they're yeah. Good. We're, you're listening yeah. to the Terry and Jesse Show. Jess Romero down on the streets of Phoenix at the March for Life with thousands of Catholics and non-Catholics standing up for life. Stay with us, family. We're going to hear more. And I'm hoping to get Bishop Olmstead on this hour. We'll be back with more on the Terry and Jesse Show on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Stay with us, family. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. Jesse Romero is the man on the street, downtown Phoenix. Thousands of pro-life people are standing up for life there. Jess, tell us more about what's going on there down there today. Terry, there's thousands of people here. We're in front of the Arizona State Capitol, mm-hmm. right in front of the governor's office, right in <laughs> front of the state senate. I love it. Right in front of the state legislature. We're right in front. They can see us. They're looking out the windows. Okay, they're they're doing the peekaboo. <laughs> yeah. And people are holding signs. People have rosaries. There's Good. praise and worship in the background. Yeah. There's a lot of young people, uh, a lot of young families. This, this is the culture of life. This is exactly what John Paul II spoke about. And you, there's, nobody here, there's, no, there's nobody here that's angry, nobody here that's mad. There's joy. There's smiles. There's happiness. You know, there's nobody here that looks like, you know, yeah. uh, the, the typical leftist woke anarchist that we see uh, committed 274 riots. It's, it's, you can see there's so much peace and so much love in the air. This is truly the mystical body of Christ coming together. Or what, or what Vatican II says, sanctifying the temporal order. Yeah. This is what you're seeing here. Yeah, Jesse, because you're a former cop, when you've been involved with things like large displays of people, I, I always hear from my policemen that the pro-lifers are very respectful of the police and they don't find, you know, confrontations with the police. It's like, wow, there's been, when you see the other side come out and do demonstrations, just the opposite. Am I onto something? Yeah, Terry, uh, everybody here, yeah. they got, they have one agenda yeah. and that's uh, love for, love for Jesus Christ and spread his holy gospel, Amen. the culture of life. Uh, and again, like right now, you can feel this is like a slice of heaven. Yeah. This is like what heaven is going to be like, where you see people, there's just total love, total bonding, total friendship. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is, a, right now, you can feel that. Like you see, wow, this is the way it's going to be in the afterlife. Uh, 
everybody's smiling, everybody's friendly. And people are strangers, but people feel like family here because, again, there's one thing that unites all of us here, even the Protestants, it's our love for Jesus Christ and our commitment to the Lord Jesus Christ. Wow, that's beautiful. And, Jesse, what I like also is how we can really have what I call an ecumenical movement where Catholics and Protestants are there uh, with a vision to unite on the life issues. I think that uh, that's important that we work with our non-Catholics because we have the same uh, idea when it comes to the sanctity of life, that life is sacred. And so it's it's nice to see, you know, Catholics and non-Catholics joining in for this March for Life. I even see, I'm sure there's people from the Jewish religion there because many Jewish friends that I have are pro-life. And it seems to me that the more we can unite on this issue of uh, uniting on the issue of life in general, uh, the better it will be for the unborn. Terry, this is what's called uniting the clans. Mm. Seriously. Uh, All the people here, mostly Catholics, you can tell by the signs and the rosary Mm -hmm. and the crucifixes that we see, Our Lady of Guadalupe images. Yeah. Uh, But there's there's a fair amount of evangelicals as well. But what what, what unites us, Terry, is uh, everybody here realizes that the most important issue in our country is the issue of human life because even the Declaration of Independence tells us that every American is afforded life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And people get that. That's just that's natural law. You don't even have to go to divine law to understand that. Natural law tells us that every human life is sacred and has inherent dignity. And so the people out here, I call the people out here just common sense American citizens, Terry. Yeah. These patriots are simply common sense American citizens. That's all they are. And it's people that just get it. This is the pro-life movement on a natural level is Captain Obvious. We know the obvious. Yeah. This isn't it. This we don't even have to be infused with supernatural knowledge or revelation to know yeah. that this is wrong. The killing of an innocent human being. And I'm telling you, Terry, I, most Americans are pro-life. A lot of them are just afraid to say anything. But most Americans, Terry, they have a pro-life ethic. Yes, And you're seeing it right now. You're seeing the common person, the blue-collar man, the hoi polloi, the rank and file. Yep. You're seeing them come out here tonight and unite for one purpose, and it's so beautiful. Yeah. You know, Jesse, one of our founders of our country, John Adams, said, our Constitution was made only for a moral and religious people. It is wholly inadequate to the government of any other. I really believe that if we don't get this right, in protecting the unborn, uh, the the immoral immorality that's going on in the country will actually corrupt our country so that we won't even have a country. So not only are we saving babies, but I believe this issue of the sanctity of life will save our country from destruction. Am I onto something there? Yeah, Terry, and I also believe that the issue of saving mm-hmm. uh, babies yeah. of human life is the equivalent to what slavery was 150 years ago. There you ago. go. And guess what? Tell it's us. not a coincidence that the same Democrat Party, the party of slavery, yeah. the party of segregation, the party of secession, is now the party of abortion. It's not a coincidence, Terry. Yeah. Well, Jesse, I, I know you're at this life, pro-life march, but I want to bring that up because I, I, I know there's still my friends that I know who, you know, their parents were Democrat, like your parents, you know, the... Uh, the immigrants coming from Mexico, yeah, they, uh, we're going to be Democrat. But then the Democrat Party left so many of us 
And people said, no, I'm not, I'm not a Democrat when they're for killing unborn babies and for other entitlement programs that are just making people lazy. So my question to you, Jesse, what can we do to help? I'm not talking Catholics. We have, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I watched pictures, seeing pictures in the Bishop's Conference parking lot where they had the Obama stickers in their back of their car. And these are Catholics who either work for the Bishop's Conference or bishops. And so it seems to me that the message isn't getting out that you can't be a Democrat and a Catholic, because that's what I've been saying and you've been saying for years. Your thoughts? <laughs> I even wrote a book uh, that's yeah. called Knocked Off the Donkey, right. where I made that argument in yep. 150 pages. Uh, Terry, this is a spiritual problem. It's it not is. a political problem. That's right. That's right. Let's just be honest. That's right. Let's just be honest. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 4.4 4, that the devil blinds the minds of people. Mm-hmm. And so... The fact is, yeah. there's, there's an intellectual, spiritual blindness with a lot of Americans that embrace the pro-death culture. And why is that? Terry, simple. They need grace. Grace. Of grace. And if you don't have sanctifying grace, you're never going to ever embrace the culture of life. And so, again, this is, a, this is beyond political. This is spiritual. I agree, and that's why... Uh, Terry, look at this. Look at this joyful person I hear it. singing to Jesus right out here. I can hear them. Yeah, just sitting down. Yeah, just joy. There's joy in the air. Yeah, it's, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, that's awesome. And you know, Jesse, I got to admit, and I'm just going to bring this up. I know it's not political, but there's some political aspects that President Trump picked three Supreme Court judges. That's, that paved the way for us to be celebrating Roe versus Wade being overturned. And uh, I have to publicly uh, thank him. If I ever met him or saw him, I, I just think that that was probably the greatest thing he did in his four-year term as the president of the United States. Well, Terry, well, we, we honored President Trump on, on, on Wednesday. I, I haven't told the audience this, okay. but I went to Mar-a-Lago. Yep. I was invited to, to meet President Trump at Mar-a-Lago on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. I was there with the, the St. Thomas More Law Center. There's about 200 Catholics around the country. Yeah. And we honored President Trump at his house. Wow. With what uh, was called the St. Thomas More Pro-Life Award. Mm-hmm. And, and we basically said, uh, and we told him, you're the most pro-life president in the history of this country. Yep. And 200 Catholics are here to honor you at your house with this, uh, with this award. Awesome. That's great. Well, I, I, I have to say that because, Jesse, it's not, we're not that far away from... Uh, choosing again uh, for a president of the United States. And uh, I just want to encourage all of our listeners to seriously look at the moral issues of our day and pick a candidate who's going to stand for life because we're seeing right now the most pro-abortion president that I've ever had in my lifetime is President Biden. He seems hell-bent on killing as many babies as possible with his power as the president. So I just want to encourage everyone to really look at this coming up election and vote with their Catholic pocketbook, (laughs) their spiritual pocketbook. Yeah, uh, Terry, and and I'll tell you what the beautiful thing is that a lot of young people are, are are around the country. They're pro-life. They're waking oh, yeah. up. They're just a silent minority. But, yeah. but a lot of young people, they're just, they're just using common sense. And they're just, they know the obvious uh, that a woman uh, carries a baby in her womb, not yep. a man. Yep. They know what a pregnant woman is. There's a baby. And, uh, and so it's good to see youth around the country as a result of, of uh, <laughs> a lot of youth movements, both Catholic and Protestant, 
are waking up young people to the uh, to the culture of life, and they're embracing it radically. And so that's a good thing. You're, I see a lot of young people out here in the well, market. You're absolutely right, Jesse, what you just said about young people standing up. I was in church this morning with my wife and my grandson. I came out, and a young college student from Cal Poly says to me, are you Terry Barber? And I said, yeah, how can I help you? She says, we have the Newman Center. We're, we're studying apologetics. We're studying... We're standing up for life with our pro-life message in our college. Would you come and give a talk to our kids, to our young people? And I said, absolutely. But you see, Jesse, uh, these are people in their early 20s, late teens, and they're saying, I'm studying apologetics. I'm, I'm, we're a pro-life group on, on campus. This is where we need to be because guess what? People like Jess and T- Terry, we're in our 60s. We need to reach the young people. And I'm glad to see so many young people are down there, Jess. When, when we come back from the break, Brother Jess, if you can continue uh, to tell us, uh, I know this rallies from 11 to 12, uh, right now it's on, and tell us a little bit about action items, what people are going to be doing to help prevent, uh, help stop the killing of our innocent babies around the country, and especially in Arizona, and what uh, politicians are going to stand up and be counted for, because this is the issue of our lifetime. It's not the you know death penalty. It's not um, you know immigration. It's if we can't get the bringing forth new life and babies coming into this world without protection, none of the other issues are actually going to even come about. So this is why we think, and this is why here at Virgin Most Powerful, anything we can do to protect the unborn, we're going to do that. And I want to thank Jess for being a man on the street to tell us about this. Arizona March for Life. So when we come back, we'll talk more about action items in a sense of what are we doing to defend the innocent in the in the mother's womb. And um, we'll have that more on Terry and Jesse's show here at Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Stay with us, family. We'll be back in a quick minute. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. Jess is a man on the street in Phoenix, Arizona, the Arizona March for Life. And Jess, just for those who just tuned in, can you recap what's going on there in downtown Phoenix? Uh, Terry, I'm here with the real governor of Arizona. Ah! I want to put her on. She oh, wants to let's say hi do that. To the Catholic Absolutely. Community. You know, we're on stations across the country. Yes. Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Yep. Uh, uh, Virgin Most Powerful Radio, I want to introduce you, Carrie Lake, the real governor of Arizona. Carrie Lake, God love you. Welcome. Hello. Hi, Terry. I am so too blessed to be stressed. I'm I'm wonderful, Carrie. Thank you for taking the time to... Why are you at this pro-life conference? And you, you know, because of, uh, I want to hear what your commitment is for life. Well, this is really the, the issue of our time. Yes. I mean, we, we have an opportunity right now mm-hmm. to really uh, change course on the direction our country has been going Amen. and with Roe v. Wade yes. um, being brought down, thankfully. Uh, we have an opportunity. Uh, what I want to do is to open people's minds and hearts that haven't seen it our way, mm-hmm. because I think there's a real opportunity to, to touch those young lives that have been brainwashed into thinking that abortion is is uh, what do they call health care? Yeah, really. And they talk about pro-choice, and there is no choice. It Amen. really should be called no choice because these poor women, these young mothers, walk into a, an abortion clinic, 
and they're not even given other options. They're given the one option, the worst option that, that remains with them for the rest of their lives as a scar. And I want them to realize that there are choices, and the choice to carry that baby and be the mother God envisioned you to be Amen. is the most beautiful gift. And so I'm, I'm so encouraged. I have to tell you, tell us. this crowd today, yes. this amazing group, is, it takes the whole city block and wraps around it, and it's right around the Capitol. And we're here sending a message that we are pro-life, that we support mothers, that we support babies, and yes. we want to save lives. We're all about saving lives, and there's not one thing we should be ashamed of. When I ran for governor, yes, they tried to tell me, you can't talk about being pro-life. You need to change your stance. And I said, are you kidding? You really want somebody who would run and change their stance on something that is so near and dear to the heart? And instead, I turned it around and I said, we're on the right side of this. And we need to wake people up as to what the other side is pushing. They are pushing downright depravity. They're pushing the taking of a baby's life right up until birth and then after. And we need to expose what they're all about because that's not what the American people are about. Amen. The American people are for life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness for all people, including the unborn. Terry, it really is, um, you are awesome. I just yeah. want our listeners to be able to communicate with you in the future because we want to see uh, the future, you know, governor, you, or wherever else you're going to be in government because you're the kind of girl we love that will stand up for life. So how can people communicate with you directly? Is there a website we can send our listeners to? Yes, it's uh, carrylake.com, K-A-R-I-L-A-K-E.com. You can find me on Twitter and Truth awesome. and Getter and uh, you know all of that stuff as well. But, you know, I know that we're living in dark times. We are. Sometimes when we're in dark times, more people are coming over to God. And I think we're seeing <laughs> victories there with people's hearts and souls. And so I'm encouraged, truly, yeah. even in these difficult times, at what we're seeing, a spiritual revival. And I'm, I'm very encouraged by that. So thank you for having me on. Today. Are you kidding me? Carrie, you have an attitude of gratitude, and that's welcome just about everywhere. <laughs> I like your, your enthusiasm for life. And what I really appreciate is you don't need to be doing this, okay? You could have been quietly just living your life but the very fact that you're putting your reputation on the line for the little ones, you need our support. And again, one more time, Thank how you. people can get you, because uh, I want to I want to publicly tell people, send Carrie some money. Yeah, because she's going to need funding to be able to defend the life. And then she's going to be the kind of girl that's going to be in government that will stand for life. One more time, how they can contact you, please. That's so nice. Uh, CarrieLake.com, K-A-R-I-L-A-K-E.com. Please send prayers. We have our election case that's going to be going to the Arizona Supreme Court. We need uh, prayers of discernment for the judges. We need for them to see the evidence Mm -hmm. and make the right ruling that we need uh, relief from our judicial system. So if your listeners could send prayers to the judges in Arizona. Absolutely. And really everybody who's in a dark place, um, we need to bring more people into, into the light right now. Very well. Carrie, I'm going to give you a, a quick note. I'm, I was born in Tucson, Arizona, so I'm really an Arizonan. So I, I really appreciate you guys standing up for the faith here. Thanks so much and for life. Thank you so much. And I, I want to say one more thing. Sure. We've got time. Go I'm for it. So glad, I'm so glad my mother chose life. Amen. I'm so glad that, <laughs> that she came up in a time when it wasn't even a thought. Yeah, exactly. Take the life of, of the unborn. And, yeah. and I'm blessed because I was a ninth one. Wow, so big family. All God. of us today. Hey, hey Carrie, can I tell you? Mom. Carrie, can I tell you? My wife is number 10 of 12 children. I got to tell mom and dad, you know, <laughs> the mother of my wife, thank you for being generous because I would have never had my wife. 
People don't realize that. So thank you for publicly thanking your mom and dad for life. You're amazing. Oh, my gosh. Well, right back at you. And have a wonderful day. <laughs> I'm sending my love to all your all Thanks. Your listeners. Thanks, Carrie. Bye-bye. God love you. Wow. There you go. Jesse, what a woman. I'm telling you, man. We need people like her to defend life, especially in the politician. I, w- I tell you what, I like her style, too. She's quick. She's witty. And she's obviously for life. And she's willing to put her reputation on the line. So thank you so much, Carrie. That's right. Just yeah, wrap sure. it up, man. We only got a few minutes here left. So wrap up what, what, what yeah. went on today. Terry, uh, uh, once again, I think this is this is the the the, the flavor of uh, of the country of yeah. the country uh, in every single city. Most people, Terry, have yeah. common sense. They're obvious. They're pro life. They're people of faith. We're just a minority. Yeah. But I mean, we're just we're, we're silent 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 majority. Yes. But when events like this happen, yeah. you can see they come out, and you can see like, wow. There are, most people believe like we do. Thousands yeah. of people. They believe in God. They believe in oh, yeah. family. They believe in faith. Oh, yeah. And so uh, the, the good news is, Terry, is that we win. That's we right. Know where this ends. The, the book right. of Revelation tells us, chapter Amen. 19, 20, 21, and 22, we win. That's right. Complete wipeout. And so <laughs> as Catholics, we just, have to, we just have to stay the course. Amen. Matthew 24, 13, those who persevere to the end will be saved. Those who persevere to the end will be saved. That's it. And so as Catholics... You know, uh, as as, as uh, Mel Gibson said in the movie Braveheart, yeah. hold the line, hold the line. <laughs> That's what we got to do, Terry, hold the line. Hey, man, Jesse, Jesse, it's amazing that you're on the road here, downtown Phoenix, talking to all these great people to defend life. And um, the very fact that Carrie came on to join us, and I think she should inspire us to think that there are people of goodwill, even in politics, who are willing to... I mean, she's taken some hits for being pro-life. I respect the politician oh, yeah. who says that. Just like when yeah. Trump said, you know, I used to be pro-choice. Yeah. And then what happened? My, my, ne- my relative had a baby, and it changed my whole view. And so now I'm going to stand Your up friend. for life. We need more of that going on in our country. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. And, and just one more yeah, thing. Terry. There were people there today, like you said, who were for abortion who have had abortions and then had a metanoia, a conversion to pro-life. That's always a great story, like Bernard Nathanson and others. Did, did they speak yeah. today? For like, uh, Were there testimonies for that today? Yeah, yeah. You, you had some big names that were here. I forget uh, again. Well, I got a list of all the names here. My, yeah, my 61-year-old brain is slippy, but you got the list right in front of you. Yeah, probably. I do. I do. I got like, like for example, uh, Kathy Herod. I don't know Kathy. I've got uh, Ashley Tressel. I don't know who she is, but I mean, these, there's a yeah. African-American lady named Lori Z. Gray. Yes, yeah. yeah, so all these people. Hey, Terry. Yeah. Hey, Terry, uh, uh, Carrie's about to leave right now. I want to pray. I want to pray for pray. her uh, real pray. quick yeah. before she takes off. Sure. Okay. Yeah. I'll let you. All right. Yeah. yeah. So, all, all right. right. Yeah. Thanks, Jess. Let's pray for her. I'm going to pray for Father, her. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, later. Right. amen. We pray for her exactly because we would love to see her uh, uh, in the fullness of the faith, the Catholic faith. Uh, Jess Romero down in uh, Phoenix, Arizona at the Arizona March for Life. Uh, I want to thank everybody who's made it possible so that we could do this kind of thing where we can connect with Jess, with technology, and all the stations that are picking us up around the country and around people around the world that uh, this is important. We need to stand up for life, and that's exactly what we're doing here at Virgin Most Powerful Radio. I want to also give you an update on the Spiritual Warfare Conference. We are sold out. 
but you can still watch it by streaming. Not only streaming, we give you rights to have all the talks forever. So if you lose it, call us. We'll get it back to you. But uh, you can still register by going to vmpr.org to get uh, a, a streaming service for the shows, for the, t- for the actual event with Father Chad Ripaker and Bishop Strickland and others. And uh, also we have a, a men's conference on the 17th of June. Jesse Romero and Johnny Romero will be there. Uh, I'll be there also. And I think it's going to be uh, a fireball-type men's conference that motivate men to live deeper uh, lives as, as uh, leadership in their families. So if you have, uh, say, your wife and you want to uh, give your husband a, a, a Father's Day gift, give him a ticket to go to see Jesse Romero and Johnny Romero at a men's conference on the 17th of June. Go to vmpr.org to find that out. Also, I just want to give people an update. You notice we don't do fundraising every four months. Have you noticed that, folks? No, no, we don't. Because when we need to do fundraising, we call for it. But we just upgraded our chapel with new cushions for the seats of our chapel because we have a lot of funerals and we have a lot of events like the men's conference there. And uh, we've got a $10,000 bill to pay for that. And if anybody would like to help support us in our historic Sacred Heart Chapel that we do our work with, we have... Uh, we have a, a Bible study tonight on Ephesians uh, with Father Glenn. There's always activity going there, uh, and you want to make a donation, you can call me. I, I want to thank you personally. That's why I'm saying don't go to the website. I want to thank you. You can, you can do it at the website, vmpr.org, or you can call me after the show, 661-972-7872. I want to tell you all the things that go on at that chapel, whether it's mass or funerals or quinceañeras. Uh, there's weddings. I mean, it's a very active parish here. And um, that's part of what we do here at Virgin Most Powerful Radio, and that is share the gospel on air and here at our Sacred Heart Chapel. So I thank you for supporting us, especially you monthly supporters. Remember, you're getting hundreds of dollars worth of product every month because when you're giving us $25 a month or more, you get all these downloads for free. If you want to do that, you can go to vmpr.org or call 877-526-2151. If Jesse was here, I'd say, Jess, what state should you be living in? Of course, Jesse would say the state of grace. So if we haven't been to confession in a while, let's get to confession. It's Lent. And then, of course, I would say Our Lady of Fatima. What a great message for all of us today in this critical time. She said souls are going to hell. Yeah. Because no one is there to pray and make sacrifices? Think of all the people who don't know the meaning and purpose of life. Your prayers can give them opportunities to meet the living God, Jesus Christ. So offer up your sacrifices today and tomorrow and every day as a way of uniting yourself with Jesus Christ to help redeem the world. His sufferings, we unite our sufferings with him to help redeem the world. First Colossians. Check it out. Thanks again for all your support here at Virgin Most Powerful Radio. God love you and your family.